What is up, Crush Crew? I'm Bernadette Joy, your favorite rich auntie and your host of the Crush Your Money Goals podcast. Since starting in 2018, I've paid off $300,000 of debt, built my first million dollars of net worth, and grew from this podcast to a full financial education company that just crossed its first half million dollars in revenue. And along the way, I've met some incredible thought leaders and experts in the fields of personal finance, career, and entrepreneurship. And you will have the joy of meeting one of my favorite people as this season's co-host. Hola, hola. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez, the founder of the Women's Wealth Effect, where I focus my time as an investing and career coach to help women like you reach financial independence with confidence. I'm also a debt-free millionaire after paying off over $420,000 in debt and now live in Portugal with my amazing husband and two children after 15 years climbing the corporate ladder in the global tech industry. Thanks to the investing and career knowledge, I am so passionate about sharing with you. Welcome to season six of Crush Your Money Goals, the women's wealth effect. Hola, hola, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I'm coming to you solo to share all the tea about RSUs, restricted stock units. I love this topic because not only did I leverage the RSUs that I was granted from my old employer to build my now over a million dollars of net worth, but as I've coached my clients through the Women's Wealth Investing Effect program, I've spoken to many women who have been granted RSUs, know they will be dealing with RSUs in the future of their career, or in general, are interested in how they work. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you a rundown of what RSUs are, how they actually work, how you can use them to build wealth, and tips for how you can best manage your RSUs. Because I see you out there. You're out there doing amazing work. Your employer is seeing the potential in you. And amiga, they need to be compensating you along with RSUs to ensure that you are competitively paid. Okay? And if you just heard that part and were like, "Mm, I'm out here starting, I just got my career off the ground, I have a ways to go, et cetera, that's amazing. Keep going. Surround yourself with women like me and Bernadette who are going to give you the truth about building wealth by leveraging your career and income because we're living testaments of that and we love this journey for you. Now, I'm going to be a bit vulnerable here and let you know that up until I was a senior manager, which was about 2011, I honestly didn't know the detail of what an RSU was. At my old employer, we called RSUs LTI, long-term incentive. And while I knew that some people in the company were getting LTI, I thought it was reserved for senior leaders like SVPs. But I mean, I was mistaken because as I navigated my journey as a leader, I found myself in a position to fight for my team to be compensated fairly And I'll tell you, I was working my tail off to ensure that LTI was getting granted as far down the session stack as possible. Kind of makes me wonder how much LTI missed out on throughout my career, or maybe they simply changed the rules of LTI at the company I work for at some point in time, which is great because some hard-ass work is being done by very talented and capable people in some senior advisor and consultant roles. I mean, have you looked at a job description these days? So let's talk about what an RSU is. An RSU is usually an award of stock shares given as a form of employee compensation. And I highlight the usually because during my career, I received RSUs in both the form of cash payout 
and company stock. Probably asking yourself why. Well, at one point, the company that I was working for, when I started, they were public. Then they went private and then they went back to being public again. So at the time that I got my first round of LTI, it came to me in cash units. That was about $75,000 and I paid income taxes on that and immediately invested that money in my brokerage account. Once the company went public, they awarded my LTI and RSUs, which is our focus today. So let's say you work at a Google or an Amazon or a Microsoft, et cetera. If you receive an RSU grant, you're likely going to get a notification, typically via email, with a compensation statement. And that agreement you'll need to actually accept. So don't sleep on that. That agreement will detail how many shares of the company stock you're granted and a vesting schedule. So I just looked up the stock price for Amazon. This is on October 9th. The stock price for Amazon is about $127. If you were granted 200 RSUs or units, that would be about $25,400. Not too shabby. Then you want to consider their vesting schedule. And a typical vesting schedule for an RSU is a four-year graded schedule, aka 50 shares of that 200 will vest every year over the course of four years. You can see why some of these suckers are called golden handcuffs, because companies want you invested literally in staying with them and delivering optimal performance. Because sis, if the company doesn't do well, that impacts the value of your shares and what you will ultimately walk away with. But remember, that's just one example of a vesting schedule. In my experience, I had a three-year vesting schedule, which in my opinion was way better than four years, but all companies have different approaches to vesting. I'll list a few of those in the show notes so that you can take a look at them and refer to them later. So now let's talk about taxes and RSUs. I'm going to talk about this specific part through the lens of capital gains, because that becomes really important when you start planning for how you officially get your hands on these suckers and plan to be as tax efficient as possible. RSUs are considered ordinary income, and that income isn't triggered until the year they vest, not the year they're awarded. That also means that the cost basis for your RSUs isn't recorded until the vesting date as well. Now, most companies will withhold a portion of your shares as part of income tax when they vest. So instead of you seeing the full 50 shares of what you were expecting in year one in our original four-year scenario, you may see something like 40 shares as an example. So let's say that a year from today, the Amazon stock price is up to $135 per share versus the original $127 at the date of granting. Those 40 shares equal about $5,400 versus the $6,300 that we were talking about earlier in the episode. Now you need to have a strategy of if you want to sell those shares immediately or hold on to them. If you do sell them immediately, which is what I would do now knowing what I know, you face little potential for capital gain, short-term, I might add. And then you can go off and either purchase some securities like a diversified index fund or move the cash elsewhere. But if you don't sell them immediately, you have to take into account any fluctuations in company stock price post the vesting date and pay capital gains or losses at the time that you decide to sell in the future. To add, if you sell within 366 days, you'll pay short-term capital gains or losses, which is typically at a higher tax rate from a tax perspective. But if you hold on to that stock longer than 366 days, you'll fall into the long-term capital gains category, which has a more favorable tax rate, like 0%, 
15% or 20%, depending on what applies to you. I actually held on to my last set of LTI when I left my job back in April, 2022. And this past May, I was finally in a position to sell those shares at a neutral position to what they were originally valued. Because if you recall, tech stocks were pretty volatile last year. So that put me in a position to need to hold them. And I made sure that I held them at least a year, long enough to hit the long-term capital gains, and at least until they hit a neutral position so that I could at least walk away with the value that I was granted. Sounds like a lot, but this is a perfect example of how important it is to have a strategy for your RSUs. In my experience, it helps just take all the guessing work out of the equation and allow and allows you to take advantage of the compensation. Now, RSUs are not the only type of non-standard income compensation. There are also stock options and restricted stock. So let me know via email or MIDMs if you want to see an episode on those two topics. I'm happy to do one in the future. So let's walk through our example again, just to ground us in what we're talking about. We were granted 200 units of RSUs because of the badass work that we do, because the company we work for sees our amazing potential, hence they invest in us. These 200 units have a value of $127 a share at the time of grant date, meaning that they were valued at $25,000-ish during that time. And let's say over the next four years, the company stock went from $127 a share at the grant date to $135 a share in year one, so up a bit, then up to $141 a share in year two, up a bit again, back down to 139 in year three, and then up to $142 a share in year four. If I math that out and assume you're getting your hands on 40 shares for each of those four years, remember those taxes that the company withholds for you, you're not seeing the full 50 shares per year, you're seeing about 40. You'll end up walking away with about $22,280 in cost basis value at the time of vesting over those four years. And because you're financially savvy and you don't want to be over-indexed in one company's stock in your portfolio, you create a strategy to sell your RSUs the time of each vesting date into something like, we'll use this as an example, ESGV, which is Vanguard's ESG US stock ETF that's been delivering a rate of return of about 9.8% over the last five years. And voila. Now remember, I'm not a financial advisor, so even though I use this specific ETF in this hypothetical example, you'll need to do your own research to ensure that you are investing with your specific needs intact and risk tolerance. Dabeng? Okay, I'm practicing my Portuguese with you, so thanks. Now that we know what RSUs are, how they work, how they're taxed, there are four things that I want you to consider. First thing, have a plan. Before your RSUs vest, take some time to think about what you want to do with them. Do you want to sell them right away? Do you want to sell some of them and hold on to the rest? Do you want to use them to invest in other assets like real estate or a business, pay down debt, save for a house? Having a plan will help you make the best decision for your financial future. Number two, diversify your portfolio. Once you sell your RSUs, don't put all that money into one investment. I usually tell people that if you are invested in one thing, a company, at a rate of over 5% mix of your overall portfolio, you're over-indexed in that one thing and potentially exposed to more risk. Example, I have spoken to clients who have been with a company for over 20 years 
They racked up over a million dollars in company stock via RSUs and other compensation. And while that's amazing, that's risky. So have a plan in order to diversify. Number three, reinvest your earnings. As your investments grow, reinvest your earnings to further accelerate your wealth accumulation. This is the power of the way to compound your returns over time. It is a beautiful thing. And number four, know your cost basis and potential capital gains exposure if you decide to hold more than an immediate sale. I'm not a big advocate of holding on to individual companies in the form of RSUs, especially whenever you work for that company for a very long time, because while you might intimately know a company's strategy while you work there, the second you walk out the door, I'm telling you, you don't know as much. That was my experience working with my old company. I absolutely knew where they were headed. I knew their plan, et cetera, et cetera. But as soon as I left, I had doubts and I was wondering, well, do I know enough to really be still invested in them as much as I was before? Most of the women I speak with when it comes to RSUs clearly understand the need for diversification. And that could mean investing in a variety of different assets like stocks, bonds, real estate, REITs, even angel investing for some of you. While you diversify your portfolio, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket, which means that if one investment performs poorly, the other investments in your portfolio could help offset those losses. So here's some tips for diversifying your investment portfolio. You could diversify in the form of asset classes, like I just mentioned, stocks, bonds, real estate. You could invest in different sectors of the economy, like technology, healthcare, consumer staples. You could invest in companies of different sizes from small cap companies or large cap companies, or you could invest in companies that are headquartered in different countries, okay? Now, I highly recommend that you talk to a financial advisor if you need more help with your diversification strategy, but these are just some examples of what you could do if you're looking to accomplish that. So we covered a lot today. You now know what an RSU is. You now know how they work, like vesting schedules and when their cost basis actually kicks in. You know how they're taxed. And you have some things to consider when building your strategy, making sure that you're in the best position to take advantage of your RSUs that is tied to your vision for your life. That's including both your short-term and your long-term goals, okay? If you have a bunch of RSUs and are looking for a way to project their vested value and what that might look like for your financial future, You could also check out my independence planner. Just go to www.womenswealtheffect.com forward slash planner. And depending on when you're listening to this, I'm hosting a training on how to use my independence planner on November 14th. So if you're interested, be sure to download the planner and I'll get you more information on how to sign up for that. I really enjoyed talking to you today. Until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crush Your Money Goals Season 6 The Women's Wealth Effect. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. Your feedback helps us spread the wealth of knowledge to more women like you. If you'd like to work with me to help you create clarity, control, and confidence with your financial independence journey, you can snag my free early retirement planner at womenswealtheffect.com forward slash planner. And if you'd like to work with me to kickstart your financial freedom plan, 
You can grab my free guide on the 10 money tools you need right now at crushyourmoneygoals.com slash free guide. Stay tuned for the next episode.